0: Welcome to this episode of TechLink in Conversation. I'm Eddie Grant, a director at Technical Connection. During our conversations, we seek to review the topical bulletins published on TechLink, our knowledge management tool for all things tax, trusts, pensions and much, much more. I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Helen O'Hagan, who is a tax and trust specialist within our team of experts. Thank you for joining us today, Helen, how are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you, Eddie, and thank you very much for inviting me today.
0: Well, as I said, I'm delighted that you, you could join us. And um, as I do all, on, on all the recordings, uh, I start off with the most important question. So I've got a, uh, a cup of my favourite tea, my, my traditional gunpowder green tea. Uh, what's going to keep you going during this podcast?
1: So generally in the morning, what I like is a very milky latte. Um, so I've got that this morning.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, I hope you enjoy it. So um, I dropped you a note uh, a couple of weeks back because you published a, a bulletin on trust and, 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 and as listeners know, we we're really keen to sort of dig down... Uh, on on these uh, bulletins and 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 you know speak to the experts who wrote them so hence the podcast today and if i if i could start um uh, helen in terms of um uh, can you just uh, let me know who who can act as a trustee
1: of course so it's really quite simple um generally anyone who is over the age of 18 and has capacity can act as a trustee. However, you ought to ensure that the person that is chosen is honest and trustworthy to be a trustee. I think it's really important to remember that trustees who are chosen by our clients are normally just everyday people. So mums, dads, brothers, sisters, sons, daughters, and other family and friends. I mean, a question that we are often asked is, can a beneficiary be appointed as a trustee? and they can as long as they are over age 18 and have capacity. These individuals who are appointed as trustees don't often have experience or exposure to the administration of trusts and the responsibilities that come with being a trustee.
0: And, um, and I suppose the sort of the follow-up on that is uh, once you are appointed your your trustee, um, what, what would you say are the sort of key responsibilities for that trustee?
1: So trustee duties are divided into two categories. Firstly, there are general duties, which are like a, a code of conduct for the trustees. They are an expectation of how you would expect trustees to act. So for example, the trustees have got a duty of care. And this means The trustees owe a duty of care to the beneficiaries in the administration of the trust. So the trustees have got to look after the trust and its assets in the best interests of the beneficiaries. Another general duty is to consult with one another, meaning that they've got to let the other trustees know what their plans are and discuss with them how they're going to deal with the trust assets. So so that is the general duties. But there's also specific duties, which are actions that the trustees must carry out. So, for example, trustees must take control of the trust property. This generally means just transferring any assets into their names in their capacity as trustees. They also have to take advice on matters that they're not qualified to deal with. So, for example, they ought to seek advice from professionals in the decisions on how best to invest the trust assets. Another specific duty is to distribute the trust assets to the correct beneficiaries of the trust.
0: Okay, I, I just wanted to sort of combine those two two answers, those two areas. So, obviously, you've chosen your trust, you've chosen your trustee, and then um, you think about the, the, the responsibilities of the, of the trustees. And I was just thinking in relation to IHT planning because you often get a lot of you know the the the, the elderly parents and 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 their assets, um, and then the, you have your trusts and 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 the the, the beneficiaries are obviously uh, there's a, there's potential conflicts of of interest there, um, and and obviously the money's there often take a discounted gift trust the money's there to to, to you know to look after the. Uh, the, the person who set it up, the settler, um, but but the, the children often, you know, would like the money faster. Um, how, how does that sort of conflict, how, you know, it, uh, is, it, is it the trustee that is really going to govern and, and how do they deal with that, that conflict situation?
1: So the trustees are acting in their capacity as a trustee and not as the, the child of the, the settler. And they've got a duty to act in the best interests in accordance with the rules of the trust. So so in a discounted gift trust, for example, the trustees have got this obligation that they have got to make sure that that regular payment stream is paid to the settler um, during their lifetime. Basically, if a trustee doesn't act within their duties and in accordance with the rules of the trust, then they can be held liable and taken to court or sued by the um, other beneficiaries or other trustees of that trust.
0: And also, um, you're based in Scotland. I think uh, that will be no surprise to, to the listeners. Um, in terms of you know rules in Scotland and England and Wales, is there any is there anything that people need to just think about when it comes to trusts?
1: In general, that the trust. Um, rules are common in all the territories. There are small quirks um, that are in Scotland compared to England. It's different legislation that you look at. But in general, the kind of same duties um, that trustees have got in England, they will have in Scotland as well.
0: Okay. And um, you mentioned about um, assets and distributing assets. So, You know, how will a trustee know when to distribute the assets? What 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 are the rules on that?
1: So that's a really great question, Eddie. The trustees are responsible for ensuring that the trust assets are distributed to the correct beneficiary and in the correct amounts. And so failure to discharge this duty correctly can result in a personal liability for the trustees. So the trustees have got to make themselves familiar with the provisions of the trust and the purpose of the trust. And this can be done by either discussions with the the individual who set up the trust, so the settler. However, a more sensible method is by means of a letter of wishes. And this is just a non-binding letter written by the settler, which details why the trust has been set up and gives an indication of who the settler wants to benefit and when. So for example, the trust may have been set up to help grandchildren with the cost of further education, or it may have been set up to help children to get on the property ladder. In a lot of the, the cases, the trust will have been set up to pay um, IHT liability on death as well. So the settler can write whatever he wants in the letter of wishes, and it's just kept with the trust deed. And so when the settler has died, then the trustees have got this to be able to use as a reference, just so they know how and when to pay out the trust assets.
0: Yeah that's, that's a really important point. Uh, one of my one of my missions at the moment is around um digital estate planning but more importantly if you think about the the sort of housekeeping of documents um and I know when we were you know heavily involved in the trust registration service one of the, one of the biggest things was around you know where is the trust deed um are, are all the trustees alive all, all of the sort of housekeeping of trust um what what would you what would you say is good practice in terms of the administration, the documents, that sort of thing for trustees? So,
1: so the actual the trustees are the individuals who are responsible. So, so the, the ultimate liability and responsibility lies with the trustees. So they ought to make sure that they have the, the paperwork. Um, and generally, the types of trusts that we deal with, the settler is generally the first-named trustee they should and will have the actual original deed and with that deed they ought to keep all of the paperwork right. so the letter of wishes any minutes of any meetings that the trustees have had any distributions that they've made to the beneficiary so it's kind of housekeeping would be a good idea just to keep a file all together with all of the the kind of important documentation for the trust
0: yes. and make sure everyone knows where that file is sometimes yes. people agree that at- <laughs> filing things but no one can find it if they're not not around um one of the one of the other bits that um i suppose and i think you touched on at the beginning is that that for a lot of people they're just ordinary people who just become trustees so that's incredibly inexperienced uh, trustees because it's not their day job um you know what do you think the, the main issues are for for those inexperienced trustees
1: so i think Trustees can't just hold the trust assets in cash, so they've got to seek advice from a professional and invest the trust assets in the most efficient way for the benefit of the beneficiaries of the trust. So, normally, trust provisions give the trustees very wide investment powers. Um, This means that the trustees can invest in any kind of asset that they wish for the trust. However, trustees have got to be mindful of how those assets will be taxed within the trust and ensure that they complete a tax return for the trust where any income or gains are generated by those assets. So I think it's crucial for the trustees to get advice from an individual who's got the experience to help them decide how best to invest the assets of the trust.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a really good point around you know the value of advice and uh and, and and taking advice. And I think uh I think someone who's you know used to dealing with trusts on a regular basis, you know, helping those inexperienced trustees is is incredibly important. Um I'm just thinking around um the work we were doing with the trustee registration service and and, and you know often you have situations where Trustees are not in the u k trustees have died. there may not be any trustees alive uh, when you want the money and it's normally people want the money quickly, but there's there's outstanding you know housekeeping that needs to be sorted out. So
1: what actually happens in
0: that situation when there are no alive trustees?
1: So that's a good question. um A trust does not come to an end because there are no trustees. Legislation states that when the last trustee dies, the executors of that trustee can either step into the role as a trustee or appoint another trustee to deal with the the trust assets. A trust will only come to an end when the trustees distribute all of the trust assets out to the beneficiaries. And although legally there's no minimum number of trustees required to run the trust, there are some transactions that require at least two trustees and deeds may stipulate that you might need to have a minimum number to make certain changes to the trusts or to make payments out of the trust. So I think it's it's prudent to always have at least two trustees on a trust at all times.
0: Yeah. And um, so, you know, as, as a team, we answer about half a million technical questions uh, a, a year, um and uh, trusts is i think one of the the biggest areas that we deal with uh, in your experience what would you what would you say are the most common questions that you you tend to get around trusts
1: so so we get a lot of questions about the investment of trust assets and how those assets are taxed inside a trust um especially where You've got life assurance bonds, which have a quirky um, taxation regime attached. There's also quirky rules that you've got to be aware of. You know, settlers die before a certain period. There's no charitable event, gain to be taxed on anyone. Um, the big changes in 2006, um, how trusts are taxed now. To be honest, that's a wide variety um, of questions that we get um, all about trust, to be honest.
0: And uh and I'm sure you'll say the answer to your trust questions is to subscribe to Tetlink and uh and and, and read the, the fantastic bulletins that, that 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 you've written on trust. So I'm pretty certain that that's the answer to that question. Um as listeners know, uh we we always like to um ensure they walk away from the podcast with um sort of three great ideas. Um what would you What would you say, or so if you, if if you were thinking of three ideas, what would you say would be the ones that you'd like them to to, to think about?
1: So, so trusts can be very complex. So from understanding the, the trust provisions to knowing how the the trust is taxed, there's a lot of areas to consider. So kind of number one tip for me is to ensure that the trustees get help from experts when they need it. Secondly, I think trustees are responsible for distributing the trust assets to the settlers' beneficiaries. So it's a really important job that you're trusting somebody with your hard-earned cash. So, second kind of tip or point would be make sure that clients choose trustees wisely because ultimately they are going to be in charge of the investments inside that trust. And finally, the tip I would recommend is that you should always make sure that there is a letter of wishes completed by the settler. As a trustee, you want to make sure you know who is to benefit from the trust and when. And it may be some time before these assets are passed out to beneficiaries and the settler may have died in the meantime. Also, trustees may have changed. So it's always good to have guidance that's kept with the trust deed to help the current trustees decide how best to distribute the trust assets.
0: So three three great tips there. Um, as listeners know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Desert Island Discs and uh, and, the, and the waves come in uh, on the island and, and wash away the records. So let's assume um, the waves take away two of your great tips and, and leave just one. Which one do you think is that must do tip?
1: Well, that's easy, of course, I think. If you're advising trustees on the administration of the trust and the investment of the trust assets, you need to ask for help if you need it. Trusts, and especially will trusts, can be difficult to read, but it's vital that you understand the scope of the powers that the trustees have in administering that trust in the best interest of the beneficiaries. You've got to be familiar with all the taxation issues that apply to trusts, from entry charges, ongoing IHT charges, to how gains are taxed within a trust. And you also need to keep abreast of changes in legislation, like the change coming in force next year, where the basic rate band for discretionary trust is going to be scrapped.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time, Uh, Helen, and and sharing your insights. As always, incredibly informative. And and it's been great to, to catch up with you. Thank you so much. The content of this recording is strictly for general consideration only. No action must be taken or refrained from based on the content alone. Professional advice must always be sought. Accordingly, neither Technical Connection Limited, nor any of its officers, employees or contractors can take responsibility for any loss occasioned as a result of any such action or inaction.